Hi, James here, and welcome to the James Cast and part two of my deep dive into the archives for, with a conversation about e-waste and e-recycling. This part two comes from 2010, and Stuart Fleming is back on Nightline talking about some cool stuff that's going on. We can really hear in this conversation the evolution of what's going on with governments and industry and e-recycling and processing. It's a really cool conversation. You're going to love it. And it's, it's a fun recap, a fun memory, a fun jog of our memories about things going on in the United Arab Emirates. And of course, EnviroServe is still here www.enviroserve.org. You're going to want to jump in on these guys because they're doing some great stuff. But hey, you know what? Let's dive back into 2010 and hear what EnviroServe is doing. Here we go. I'm joined in the studio by Stuart Fleming, as well as... So I'll just go with Zerny to Hi, welcome, you guys. Great to have you back. James, nice to see you. It again. has been... What I was trying to put a, a, my, my finger on the last time we had... It was old studio... It was at the launch of Envirophone, so... 15 months, 12 days, and three <laughs> hours. <laughs> you know, I, I, and what, what made me... Wow. What, you're amazing, sir. Yeah, there you go. What, what made... What, what brought, and it's about a couple of weeks ago that I, I literally got on the phone and I said, I'm going to call up Stuart. And my wife bought a new phone. Got and it. so we have the brick Nokia that she's had for nine years. Fantastic. That needs to be disposed of. She says, well, I'm just going to, you know, I said, oh, no, 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 no. Can't do that. And she says, well, why can't you? And of course, then I've got the spiel. I'm saying, well, there's nickel in there. There's, there's cadmium. There's the battery. There's, you know, this is not a good thing. Goes in the landfills, the water, the table, we're done for. And she says, well, what are we going to do with it? And, she, you know, her first reaction was, well, wherever I bought my phone should be taking this phone and putting it into the recycling system. I said, yes, they should. Exactly. Of course they didn't. Yep. So we still have the phone. And I said, well, you know what? I remember there was EnviroServe, and they have, you know, EnviroPhone. And here we are. And here we are. And I said, well, I wonder what's happened with that. Because she's like, well, I haven't seen any boxes. And I said, well, I tripped over one at the radio station. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and voila, you're back. We're here. We're here. We're still here. Stronger and prouder than ever. So what we've been doing. What, so t- you have to come a little closer to the microphone. So, what, sure. so what's going on, you know, just to, to bring me up to speed on, you know, I, well, I, when I, I didn't realize, when I was looking at EnviroServe, which is sort of the, 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 your, your, your parent organization that overlooks all of these other, That's right. other activities that you do. But I, congratulations, I didn't realize that you, uh, EnviroServe was in 2007, 2008, uh, overall winner of the UAE Small Business of the Year Award. Congratulations on that. But Gee, yeah. 2008-2009, uh, best SME in uh, in the UAE, second best in the UAE. So, uh, two years in a row. Well, know. This year, last year, nothing. I was really upset. So, what, you know. what happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we left it to the others. Left yeah. it to others. No, we, we've, had a, we've had a great track record. It's been a very interesting two years since we uh, since we launched the Envirophone, which is specific mm. to the mobile phones yeah. and um since then we've really um galloped ahead with uh, electronic scrap uh which is broader mm. greater wider deeper than uh, than the mobile phone and i think last time we spoke i remember uh, we were talking about having started with mobile phones it, it taught us how to get into yeah. this business how to move things forward we're very proud to now have passed legislation which means that the manufacturer of the mobile phone now has to hmm. be responsible for its 
Is this in the United Arab Emirates? In the UAE. So I didn't even know this. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I mean, did. I read it on. I read it on your site as I was going through with who you're partnered with. Now, sure. but I, I, I wonder. And this is a conversation that that I guess one has to have with vendors and and how they deal with these things. But how many people realize that this legislation exists? Well, it doesn't really affect the doesn't really affect the the user the end no. the end, end user. What it what it's uh, what it ultimately means is that um, the the manufacturer of that mobile phone he's made a profit selling that product mm. into a market, whether it be here or or anywhere in the world. And now the laws are that you are responsible, they are responsible for making sure that that product is responsibly handled on its exit out of the world, as it were. Remind so. us, Stuart, as, we, as we're talking, I mean, at this moment, everyone is probably looking at their mobile phone, and some people have got you know, the, the fancy smartphones that they're not going to part with forever, and, and others are using uh, you know, your standard everyday phone that, you know, I, you know 154 Durham you know, Nokia model, or, or all, you know, pick any company, they've all sure. got their entry-level models. That's right. That you're going to use. Good, basic phone. Hey, you're going to yeah. use forever, and there's yeah. more and more apps coming up for what they're calling simple phones, more apps being designed for them, which I think is really cool. Yep. But at the end of the day, that phone, or all phones, are going to find their way into a garbage bin. Or, or you, you give it to someone, or you know, and then it gets damaged, and, and people just don't think, even now, that, hold on a second, this needs to go into a recycling service. Remind us what we find in that, and that's a nice segue into electronic scrap in general. It is, absolutely. Well, the, you know, the, the, the phone, there's two things. One is it's an old phone, mm. which is what you're, you're describing. It's old, so you pass it on down to, to your son or your yep. children, and they pass it on from there down to their friends or whatever it might be. Uh, but then there's the broken phone. And that's the one that's the that's the damaging uh, damaging situation that that thrown into into waste uh, just causes huge environmental issues. It contains cadmium, lithium, beryllium, Which, mercury. Yeah, you know all sorts of different products that uh, all the things you don't want to be anywhere table. near. Yeah, all the things you just you know you can't eradicate in, yeah. in that kind of situation. And ooh, no, you just don't want in your body. So you know the whole thing is pretty simple. Rather than having that issue, and it's a global issue. So it's not just, well, we're here in the UAE five years, doesn't matter, we're off to our home country or wherever we come from. It's happening globally. So rather do something about it here, get into the, and this is all about mindset, Hmm. and this is environmental, Let's, let's forget green. Let's consider now not only sustainability, how can we sustain ourselves as human beings in this world? Can we balance the books between what we're actually throwing out and spending in carbon, in emissions, and all the rest of it, and what we can gain? Can we balance those books? Um, and then further to that is obviously neutrality. Mm. Can we find a neutrality yeah. between this? And one of the neutral things is pretty simple. You've got an old phone. You've got an old electronic scrap item. Don't chuck it away. Let's do something professional and, uh, and, and, uh, and responsible. Just with talking about the electronic scrap items, every house that you go into... I find that my electronic equipment lasts shorter and shorter periods of time. You know, the, the DVD that, that you buy that's going to last, you know, my, my, my cassette tape player lasted forever. You know, I've still got an 8-track player that works. Uh, and how many of these yeah. things do you have in your house as well, James? Yeah. Not just they yeah. last shorter periods of time, but when it, you grew up, how many, te- how many TVs did you have in your... One! In, yeah. I had one! And now? 
Yeah, now I think there's at least two. Two, yeah. yeah. Well, then if you, count, you know, if you count the computers, there's those. And, you know, we just went through a closet the other day and found an old, you know, an old Mac from 10 years ago sitting in there with a monitor and a printer. And That's right. And there was one telephone in your house yeah, yeah. in the old days. One telephone. Yeah. Now there's, you know, the cordless one. There's, there's the one there's plugged there's in. There's yeah. Everybody's got the mobile. So yeah. it's the third. It, it is the largest growing waste issue yeah. globally. And Three it, times more e-waste or electronic products than any other waste type like That's plastic okay. paper and, and all the rest of it. So it's a staggering growth uh, it's globally. When you, it's when you look inside those boxes of, of things that have died. You know, you look inside your DVD player. It's full of stuff. Mm. You know, I open it up. Because out, out of curiosity, it's broken. Might as well see how it works. And it's, it's just packed. There's wires, there's circuit boards, there's things and... Every one of them is full of, full of this, you know, recyclable materials. Well, not recyclable for me, but things that, if you have enough of it, can be put to use in other ways. Totally managed. Yeah, if it's managed properly, all those products are now recyclable. Someone's, totally recyclable. Someone's going to say, so, so how do you do it? So how do you make it, how do you make it work? I mean, one, one side of it is to change our mindsets that we need to do it. If for no better reason, then you, you can't just keep tossing it all into landfill because, you know, whether you're thinking green or carbon footprint or not, and not, it's just unsustainable to keep filling up the landfill. It isn't. It's totally unsustainable. It, even waste to energy programs, which I think mm. you've spoken about yeah. before, uh, uh, James, as I was listening intently to that, was um, waste to energy, electronic items don't really produce you know, a waste to energy, yeah. uh, they're not a positive point, point on that. The only way, and what we do with it, is the item is segregated here in uh, the U UAE, and um, local items can be recycled, the plastics, the metals, mm -hmm. and everything, but we have a recipe and contracts with uh, overseas companies that specialize in electronic waste, and the goods are shipped out of the UAE. So you collect enough of it, pass it on, and away it Put goes. it in a, in a ship and yeah. send it not far away, but uh, yeah. it goes, uh, goes to an authorized um, processor, which um, is the other which is international. So you're not sending it down onto a beach somewhere in India where the, they're no, opening no, no. up the container, dumping it on the beach. No, not going to China, not okay. going to India. It's, it's heading sort of northwards from here. It goes to two or three different uh, vendors who are uh, specified. And we get reports back. And, of course, who's auditing us? Big question, who audits us? Make sure that we don't sort of uh, do, uh, do, do certain things with that that are not, uh, not uh, on in line with environmental protocols, and that's the ministry. And, of course, the ministry are on to us on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. We tell them, yeah, we got in 50 tonnes this month. We processed 50 tonnes, and there's the receipt for 50 tonnes mm -hmm. via Basel Convention. Mm -hmm. So it's all a closed-loop situation. Joined in studio by Stuart Fleming and Zornitsa of EnviroServe. We're talking about, well, how do you take the whole idea of dealing with waste, and in this case, well, you've got, there's all sorts of waste you deal with. I mean, yep. the whole side of refrigeration. I want to oh, talk that's, about that's, that again, yeah, because that one is always a, a thorn in my side. Although the guys who deal with our air conditioning in our, in where I live, they do collect it. I was shocked. I mean, I really was surprised. That that's great news, James. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, um, you know it's, it's great news to hear that the, the, that the mindset is changing. Again, yeah. it's a mindset issue, and um, it's, it's good to hear that, uh, yeah. that, that you've seen something that's positive. So I, and, and I instantly thought, well, they must be taking it to you guys, because where else would, uh, you know, and, you know, I suppose there's other people dealing with it as well. But it's, uh, you can't just go releasing. If you're wondering what we're talking about, the, uh, one of the other services uh, at EnviroServe, not just EnviroPhone, which is collecting phones, and in an e-waste in general, but is when you get, say, your refrigeration products and your, you know, your refrigerator and the, uh, your air conditioning and you've got the condenser and it needs to be fixed and you've got gas in there. 
And if you cut the pipes, sometimes people just let that gas go into the environment, and then they just you know fill it up with some new stuff. Well, That's right. the law says, and this is actually, I, I, I didn't realize this, but all of the car companies as well, all the car service stations, have to collect it. It's, it's, a, it's a statement that's on their wall. It's by, by law. When they're refilling, recharging air conditioning, great. They can put the gas in. But if they're doing anything where they're going to have to take it off, they've got to also take the gas out. That's right. That's and, right. And, and, and so we've made a big difference there. Yeah. You know, we've made a huge difference. The the, uh, the car companies were very good, um, you know, years ago. They've had good recovery and recycling processes. But, um, you know, we've made a huge difference and a huge mark in, in the contracting and the mm. MEP and the FM businesses, not because of the environment. Specifically, James, mostly because of the money. Yeah. You know, we well, save them hundreds of thousands of dirhams a year yeah. in the cost of refrigerant gas. And it, it, I mean, that's, that's the big thing. Yeah. I mean, how do you get people to engage in these activities? I mean, they should because environment's a good thing. Whether you buy into carbon, you know, the carbon issues or not, and, and there are lots of debates there. there and you can, and you can say, you know what, Al Gore. Gore yeah, you can say Al Gore. Or yeah. you could say, you know, I, I love the guy. But whether you buy that or not, it's just common sense. Sense being the word. And yeah, if, you, if you start adding those sense together, that's the way to get people to, to buy into these yeah, ideas. Absolutely. It's purely a simple process of if you vent that product, that, that yeah. gas into the atmosphere, you're basically throwing away money. You're yeah. throwing money away. <laughs> Why? Well, no one's going to do that. So like, Hold yeah. on a second. Why not <laughs> shove it into a cylinder, have it cleaned, and yeah. get it back at half the price than yeah. having shoved it out into the atmosphere and then having to go to the market buy the same yeah. amount to put it back yeah. in. And hold on a second. Uh, when you sell it back to me, you sell it at the same price. And when they put yeah. it in my car, they don't say, oh, this has been recycled. It's been cleaned. Cleaned. And it's, as, it's as good as it ever was. It's been filtered. Yeah, yeah. it's been filtered. Yeah. And yeah. you're getting it back in your car. And we're going to charge you the same price same anyway. Price is new. So yeah. they're going, hold on a second. Yeah. We just made 50%. <laughs> Which is what they call a no-brainer. Well, as yeah. a, is your air conditioning working in your car? <laughs> Perfectly. That's what counts. Yeah. That's what counts. <laughs> the, the big issue, as I'm, I'm, we're thinking about this, and as we're talking about this, well, how do you build a business out of this? Or how do you build, you know, how do you get people involved? Is there need to, this is where you're very much involved in, in what's being done at Environmental because that's part of, that's what you do, is, is look around at how do you market this stuff? Um, thank you. Happy New Year to all of you and to you especially. Um, thank you for having us here tonight. Well, how do we do this? Uh, we try to basically educate people because mm. the first thing that you have to do is to educate people. A lot of us... Do they listen to you though when you when you go out there and you're talking about this stuff? Do they listen because you know they want to know or is it, does it take a little bit of browbeating? Well, most of the people are really curious about what's happening and mm. um, we have a lot of people coming from Europe and uh, the States or Australia and these people have already been raised with the mentality of uh, having to environmentally responsibly dispose of their electronic scrap. So basically there is not too much to be done but it's just that people need to be made awake to this because a lot mm. of them just forget that this is being done and yeah. this can be done here locally in the UAE and it's very important that people realize that, you know, instead of throwing their stuff away, they can just phone us up and we collect it for them and then everything is being, you know, properly man uh, managed. I wonder if it's, if it's part, part, part of the whole issue is people just don't understand when we're talking about, you know, e-scrap. What's inside our electronic devices? Again, you know, cadmium, nickel, <coughs> mag you know, magnesium. The list goes on and on. Do you, do you think that part of it is, is simply that? Is, is just a lack of understanding on my part of, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in front of a giant console. 
there's a lot of deadly <laughs> stuff in here. And we just don't get it. You know, we figure, well, if you can hold it and, you know, I've got my telephone, I'm putting it to my head. Forget about the electronic issues that might come from radiomagnetic frequencies that are going through my skull. Uh, but, you know, the other things in those products, you know, the chemicals that are in there, that in the form that they're in when they're in the closed container, it's great. But if it's breached in some way, if it starts to get exposed to other things, it's deadly. That we just don't realize that. It is deadly. It's very carcinogenic. It, um, it poses just insane health risks. And uh, people need to realize it. That, uh, for example, the old CRT monitors, the cathode ray tubes, hmm. they contain a huge amount of mercury. So if I you never realized that. Yeah, well, it, it can leak out if it's broken and if it just stays in a landfill, you know. Yeah. You have all these other gases coming out eventually because it's exposed to sun, exposed to some other, you know, it can be broken. Hmm. So basically, it's very dangerous when these stuff find their way into the landfill. And for example, in the States, um, the electronic scrap accounts for 2% of the total amount of, uh, you know, waste in the landfill, but it That's also huge. accounts for 70% of the toxicity of the whole landfill. So Seven, 2%? 70% of yeah. toxicity yeah. from e-waste, 2% of the actual content. Yep. A couple of months ago, not less than a couple of months ago, maybe a month, the Elko's uh, garbage dump was planting trees. And the, so they were digging holes on the outside of the garbage dump. Mm-hmm. And I would drive by it twice a day. And boy, the smell, because they were releasing enormous amounts of methane and other things. Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're watching online, go to Google us Nightline Dubai. You can watch the live feed there. <laughs> You'll see the facial, facial gestures of my guests. And you can see my guests as well. Uh, and on demand, if you're listening to this as a recording. The, the smell was enormous. But what I, I would slow down, not because I enjoyed the smell, but because I was looking at the piles of dirt where they were digging these holes and what they were digging out. Because this was not in the main part. This was... At the, uh, you know, this might have been five, ten years ago where they were digging. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was the solid waste that they were bringing out, you know, tires, things that I uh, looked like, you know, televisions and, mm-hmm. you know, cans and things that were never in our lifetime and maybe our children's lifetime ever going to break down. Well, if you, if you consider just in the last, uh, in 2009, it's over 150,000 kilograms of just electronic product. We, we, we recycled. 150,000 kilograms. 150 tons. Okay. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, can you imagine that's just in one year? What, do you, pro- what do you project is the yearly uh, amount of e-waste that is disposed of here in the UAE? You must have, a, you must have an idea. Close on 3,000 tons. Wow. Yeah, it's 200,000 fridges are chucked out every year in the UAE. 200,000 fridges. 200,000? Fridges. Where do yeah. they go? Landfill. Huh. Straight to landfill. Yeah. So you imagine those kind of proportions, so those, those kind of volumes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just thinking of all the compressors that are full of gas. That exactly. There's compressors that have to be removed. The gas has to be obviously taken out. So all these issues, you know, is, is what we are tackling. These issues are mm. what we are, we're really getting our hands around, speaking to the ministry with, and, and trying to, to develop that process and that, that program so that um, these type of products don't, don't continue to, to, to be thrown to the landfill. You mentioned the ministry, and, and you, you, mm. we spoke earlier that their legislation has come out in, with respect Indeed. to mobile phones. And the yeah. ministry is very much involved in this. And very, 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 very much active. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, their strategies are in place for, for the development onwards of, um, of all sorts of different products and different in, environmental procedures, whether it be marine, 
You know, they've got to worry mm. about marine. They've got to worry about air. They've got to worry about land. It almost sounds Waste, overwhelming. I mean, it's a huge issue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we're just tackling a very small part of this thing, and um, they're appreciative of the fact of what we're doing, very appreciative, and, uh, you know, when we go along and say, hey, listen, this is an example of what's happened overseas, and this is, uh, so we're the best practice. Here's the best practice, let's bring it in and let's put it forward. When you, when you talk best practices, Stuart, do you, and, and you're looking at overseas, whether it be, you know, in Australia, New Zealand, or any, anywhere where we're going, uh, and looking at that best pa- practice, and we'll we'll continue on with this. Uh, do you are you ultimately, especially as you liaise with the ministry, are you creating the best practices for the UAE, or working with them to help push towards the best practices? For the UAE, pretty much so. You know, my, my team, in, including uh, Zunitsa here, we we uh, we research and we look at uh, what's happening overseas and mm-hmm. how things are going. Networking with individuals and, and trying to see where we can uh, we can find what the best practice is and what will best suit the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this not is very necessarily new. the best practice yeah. here in Australia or Denmark will actually mm-hmm. suit the process here. So it's got to be a mix and a balance of what happens maybe in the U.S. It's a very or in new Canada area. or wherever. It's a very new area when we think, I mean, electronic items have been around for a long time, mm. but the, the exponential growth in them has only happened, you know, let's take the, the personal computer we're only looking at, you know, 1985, mm. Mm. you know, that we've started, you know, and onwards that we start seeing this, the number of electronic items, everything down to toasters now, or even have you know circuit breakers, circuit boards in them, dispensing machines, dispensing you know, machines, yeah, everything, everything, everything yeah. has got some kind of process in it that um, you know your filter, your filter yeah. coffee machine, yeah. it's got a, it's got a processor of some kind on it so that needs to be, you know, when when that breaks, what do you do? You walk over to the silver, you know, rubbish skip and dump it in we and say, whoop, it's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, got rid of that. Yeah. It's, not mine. it's over. It's now I'll get a new one. Yeah, so we've got to try, and, and, and the, the ministries and the municipalities are working hard to try and bring that service closer to mm. the individual. Because so if I was to say, James, you've got that broken coffee machine, but you've got to go all the way to Masafa in, in Abu Dhabi to drop it off, would you? No. It would be difficult. It's unlikely. unlikely. I mean, I, I'd like to think I would, but honestly, no. 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 I'm no. not going to do so it. Nobody's going to do I that. have trouble going to the end of the street. You know, like, trouble going to the service station. No, well, if it's, if, if it's, you know, honestly, if it's to dump wherever that product is, if it's in my, my route, mm. I'm very clean to do it because it takes me nothing. You know, if it, like I say, it's at the service station, I don't, I have to fill up with petrol anyway. So, you know, put the bags in and, you know, as you're filling up the petrol, it takes them, you know, three minutes, four minutes. You get out, you go dump it, you come back, yeah, done, Dump. feel good. Yeah, that's it. But if I have to sort of drive out towards, say, the sewage treatment plant area, I don't drive that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah. And yeah. so am I going to do it? No. No. So that's, that's what we've got to try and do is bring that whole service closer to the general public so that the products that they can pick up. Because obviously a big issue here for us is going to a suburb to pick up a printer. Yeah. Yeah, we just can't do that. No. We just can't do that viably. How you ask the question, how do we make a business out of this? It is difficult, you know. Mm. It's uh, balancing the costs of collecting, the costs of, of of the marketing, the costs of processing mm. it, the costs of sending it overseas. You know, you, it's a it's a very tight balance. Uh, we're going to take another very short pause, mm. and when we come back, let's talk about the business of doing this and some of the other things that you do, because at at some point. You're doing this for a good reason, and when we talk about e-waste and refrigerants and other things, we'll talk about some of the other things you guys do. Because I, I, I want to find all about the the uh, Tornex 
Okay. I'm I, I, I just reading about that. Well, that's cool. I need. Uh, we need to learn more. I want to look, find out what that's sure. all about. But sure. the point being, when we talk about some of the things that you're doing uh, under the umbrella of EnviroServe, is it... You know, it's it's great for society. It's great for the community. It's great for the environment, and ultimately, it's a business as well. You I mean you found a way to 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 make a business out of it? And I, I wondered if people at times don't look at that and say, "Well, hold it a second. You're taking my stuff. You're doing a good job, but you're you're benefiting from it as a business. And how do you? I mean, that's there well, are. It's, it's one kind of thing that kind of kind of bugs me. I mean, we got what we got fifteen seconds. Yeah. One thing I think bugs me is people say, "Well, what do you one? What do you do with it?" That's fair enough. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to answer that one. But two is, what's in it for you? Yeah. Well, is isn't yeah. the fact that we're doing it good enough? Yeah. You know, why do people want to know? But hey, it's uh, it's inquisitive nature, so uh, we're happy to answer those questions. We're pretty transparent on it. Hmm. Joined in the studio by Stuart Fleming, Zernitsev, and Viroserve. I want to get this text out from Ali. He says, I totally agree. This is coming back to telephones and electronic gadgetry. My parents are still using my old Nokia mobiles, yet the newer phones I have don't last long enough to recycle, uh, don't last long enough to recycle at all. Great program, as always, coming from Ali. And I think that's, Ali, this is the thing. That phone that you're, when we say recycle, we're not talking about recycling to reuse. We're talking about recycling to break apart the components. And there is, you know, there's no value to for you in those components. And, and for, you know, five of us get together and we pull out our, you know, the um, the, the, the batteries. Mm-hmm. There's no value in that battery for me, for you, for five, maybe even for a thousand people. But you take a hundred thousand of those batteries and take out some of the elements in them. Suddenly, you've got a, 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 a valuable resource. You have definitely, and um, yeah, it's it's the, the dangerous bit is that is that phone that is broken. Yeah. No longer, it's beyond economic repair. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I was watching BBC this evening, and uh, Google mm. are announcing shortly their new phone. Yeah. Google are, are launching a phone they in competition to yeah. to iPhone and and and, uh, and all the rest of it. The very next heading, Nokia pushes a second lawsuit against uh, iPhone for you know. For uh, for the rights on on certain things, yeah. so this this whole this whole um, electronic product, the whole mobile phone world is just it's hot. It, it's yeah. it's just boiling over, and it's just consumer driven. And we are consuming these products at a vast rate, absolutely vast rate. When we when we la- went off to the last pause, we were having the conversation about well, what's in it for you if you're recycling these products? And, and Zernice, you brought up a great a great a great issue when we talk about the U.S. And other parts of the world, I, I've got I've got friends who live in Wayland, which is just outside of Boston, and they have no home garbage pickup. In fact, they pay to dispose of their garbage, and they have to truck it yeah. in the trunk of their car once a week to the garbage disposal site. Oh, absolutely, We're, yeah. And you know, it, this is that whole point. We're very fortunate here. Well, see, the thing is that, for example, in Europe and in the States, obviously you get charged for your trash, Mm. which is not the situation here. Um, This is another aspect of the whole idea. But, for example, I started in the States, uh, in Atlanta, and when I wanted to dispose of my old laptop, I went to that (laughs) convenience store, you know, downtown Bachet. It was a very cool place, and there was this Chinese guy. I couldn't really understand what he was saying. But eventually I had to pay 10 bucks just to dispose of my old laptop. So... (laughs) I mean, and you look at it and go, what? You want me to give you $10 that you can do? I'm like, what? It, the irony. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I was, but see, I was happy because yeah. I knew that, you know, possibly, I mean, not that I could trace it. Yeah. Um, because we, what we do, for example, at EnviroSurf is that we actually explain people what's going to happen. And mm. that guy, maybe, you know, he disposes of it environmentally responsibly, but who can tell you? Yeah. 
by the mere thought of a Chinese guy taking your laptop, you can just imagine this laptop uh, landing in the landfills of China and some kids running around and getting cancer. Yeah. Mm. So, but, um, yeah, so in other parts of the world, um, people normally get charged when they want to dispose of their electronic scrap. And uh, here, that's obviously not the case. So we not only not charge, um, but uh, we actually educate the people and we try to help as many as possible. Mm. And there's the transparency side of it that, that you're talking about where you're back in the States, you don't know. I mean, in that particular context of, of getting rid of your laptop, charged you 10 bucks and, and away you go, you don't know where it's going. When, when Could you be guys, resold. You guys, exactly. You know, races the, fixes the motherboard, does something, finds a repair to it that you didn't realize could be done for, you know, 10 bucks and, and away it goes. But you guys are working in a very, I think, to me, this is, this is, you know, key to the, any of these processes or processes is that it's transparent and you're producing a document at the end of the month that says, okay, this is how much we've collected. This is how much has been put into the container. This is where it's going to a certified recycling facility for that, that, that part, whether it be a battery, whether it be the, you know, the, the boards that have got the chips on them. They're going to different places. It's not all going to the same place. And you're documenting it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah. showing that to the government and saying, look, here it is. Hmm. Well, in fact, we can issue a green certificate to everybody who gives us uh, e-scrap and uh, even more so. I mean, this there is a lot of stuff that we get that's reusable. Mm. So it's really... Um, so do you pass that on if it's reusable? Do you have a, a collection of of repair shop guys that... No, no, no. 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 We're not a trading company here. So, that's, so there you need to have... A, these guys need to be in touch with you. If anything comes in, leave it at the side of the door and I'll come and get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's well, another side of your business here. Well, there's, there's, there are some, some of our customers. We work with... Who do we work with? We work with... Everybody. With absolutely. We're working with everybody. From uh, small businesses to huge uh, enterprises, uh, obviously multinationals, government entities, and so on. But the thing is that, see, I don't care. I don't care if my laptop was resold. It yeah. was refurbished and resold. At least it's being used. Because, obviously, the best, uh, the best uh, form of recycling is reusing. So, yeah. if anybody could really use my laptop, then great. Two because thumbs the car- up, great. Yeah, yeah, because the carbon footprint of actually making that laptop is already there. Hmm. I can't, you know, turn back time. So, um, I mean, when you think about it, the states hasn't ratified the Kyoto Protocol. I can't imagine why not. I mean, well, I know why not. (laughs) We all know why. (laughs) You know, lead by doing, right? Eh, Not happening. You know, it's just not, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Not going to work. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of these corporates that we work with are quite happy to say, listen, if you sign something that's if you have something there that's legacy, what they call legacy, mm-hmm. i.e., it's a laptop that is a two thousand and five and it's got mm-hmm. Windows ninety eight on it or something. Hey, there's nothing that matters with Windows ninety eight. Come on, absolutely nothing <laughs> wrong with it. I didn't go any further than that. <laughs> so, so who's using a Macintosh anyway? Uh, keep going. <laughs> and so if that product is still working, it's great for somewhere mm-hmm. in, in in Africa or, or the, as you say, the thirty three hundred Nokia phone. Yeah. Specifically, Nokia do not like their products being uh, resold, and, and yeah. so that's a, a specific agreement we have with Nokia. Is, is Nokia phone brought in as a, as a phone destroyed? Mm-hmm. So um, certain companies do, certain companies don't, and mm-hmm. we just abide to what what the requirements are of that. Uh, which, of that which makes it really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it fun. And, it, and everyone's how you know it, as as these whole this whole process starts to evolve, it it becomes better for for the nation. Now, my the question I wanted to pose is: as you're bringing best practices, we're talking. We, we keep coming back to this mm. this e e trash and and trash again. But do you see? Do you foresee a time 
in in the future, maybe not the so distant future, where we start to think a lot more about what we're throwing out here because it's being mandated through some form of fee payment, whatever, for disposal. It'll you, come. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it is coming. I mean, they are listening to us, aren't they? The ministry is listening to us. They turn around. looking at you. She's going. Yeah, they're listening, know. but yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, in when you think about it, a lot of times it works when you really dig yeah. into the pocket of a person yeah. when they start thinking about. Stuff. I'm not. I mean, I don't want to suggest for a second that the government doesn't listen to the ways to deal with environment, and as we know that they they're clearly doing a lot. My my only suggestion was how fast will we see a, a situation evolve where the the truck isn't just coming to pick up that or that that silver bin anymore. Maybe they're all in one place, and maybe I'm I'm being levied uh, in some way a fee to actually put my trash at the corner or wherever. Well, this is the interesting point, James. I mean, we're we're in collaboration with a lot of the of the waste management companies mm-hmm. here. They're trying their level best to try and sort. You know, pick up sort yeah. and and and, uh, and turn a turn an honest dollar. Um, we were with uh, ETA Zenith this morning. They came around to our offices, and uh, Cameron and Brian spent what, an hour and a half uh, having a discussion about cooperation. How mm. you know we can we, we're seeing customers, we're seeing clients that have other trash, other yeah. other other scrap, and they're seeing clients who've got electronic scrap, which we focus on. We're not a, a recycler of of the aluminium and the yeah. plastic and the metals, but we're looking at cooperations, and we're going, hey. What, what are we doing? Who, what is the government listening to? Are they listening to you? And they're going, yep, and they're listening to us. So, you know, we came up with a list of, of three or two or three different legislations that would really make a big difference in the future of, of, of waste management here in the United States. Can Emirates. you give us a hint about where, where some of these things no, might be? No, no, I'd have to no. kill you. Come on. No. Not, not, even, not, even, not even a teaser? No, not even a teaser. <laughs> not even a teaser. <laughs> Right, and even a teaser. <laughs> but well, they're listening. I mean, they're, and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're willing to to look at it. They're in the strategies, hmm. and you know, the one of them is regarding. We've, we've done mobile phones now, yeah. and the next one is electronic scrap. Okay. So, the um, Hitachi's, the Panasonic's yeah. of this world, the the JVCs, and the LG's, and yeah, yeah, not only the mobile phone, but um, yeah. you know, bigger well, than yeah, Pioneer. Well, that's what I was thinking. The LG dishwasher, yeah, that's it, and all that kind of yeah. thing. Calvinator and, and yeah, all yeah. that, Frigidaire and all. They are going to be responsible, as are the mobile phones uh, manufacturers at this stage. So it's not just levied on the mobile phones yeah. now. The next phase was all the other categories of, uh, of electronic waste. I guess, I guess the big issue with everything it becomes down to how do you enforce that and how do you police it? Mm-hmm. Just uh, the, the, the municipality doesn't pick it up. Yeah. Simple as that. <laughs> just leave it there. So when you put what's happening now is your fridge is being put on the side of the road yeah. or your washing machine, it gets picked up. Yeah. They just shouldn't pick it up. So what are you going to do with it? Well, you've got to then organise for somebody to come pick it up or take it to a central recycling centre, yeah. pay your money, or it's free of charge, however the market works in whichever mm-hmm. country, and well, that's what solves it. You know, almost Medical waste. Well, yeah, there's the incinerator. Is there? Well, I've seen one. Have you? I've seen a sign. Have you seen it working? Once. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I smelt it working. Okay, good. But which right. made me a little bit worried because I could smell the medical waste incinerator, and I thought, it can't be good. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no. I, I mean, otherwise, uh, that's a long time ago. But yeah. It's not working? Well, 11 o'clock, we'll discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, and there are more and more hospitals and more and more... You know, what the other kind of waste that I always think about is uh, hair salons and things. 
Oh, where nice, we've nice. got the, you know, look at the, look at this beautiful hair. How do you think this hair got that way? Well, you know, there's obviously a number of chemicals <laughs> that are employed to make that happen. And, you know, those containers that have, you know, ammonias and things are going where? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 On the same place where all other stuff is going. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if stuff's being washed down the drain. Well, it's the, yeah. you know, these kind of things. You're quite right. And, and, and so I think back to the point is that, you know, is the government listening to, to what the private sector is doing? Yes, there yeah. is. There's other things we've got to bolt onto this. Mm. Food. Yeah. How much food is thrown away? You know, I, I've got to, I, don't, I have no idea. But I do know that the other day I was at a very popular grocery store. Mm-hmm. Starts with an S. And uh, standing there weighing some vegetables. And there's a big green bin behind the guy. And he's tossing in other vegetables. I'm going, you know, I'm a big juicer, Jason Vale, juice master. I'm like totally committed to juicing now. And I see him tossing in excellent fruit. And I'm going, what's that? He goes, well, it's garbage. I'm going, well, what's the matter with that piece of fruit? And I'm thinking, if you're going to throw it away, just toss it in, put a free sticker on it. I'll take it because I could juice that five days from now and it'll still be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, extraordinary. Well, I said, what do you do with that? We just throw it away. So you don't give it to people. You don't give it to someone who needs it. No, we just throw it away. I said, you don't take it home because this is we're not allowed to take it home. Globally, it's a third of your plate. A third of what you bring into your house, what you buy at a shop, a third is thrown away globally. Wow. Globally. I mean, wow. it's just... Uh, it's, it's That's extraordinary. It's, uh, That's yes, just, it's unbelievable. That's, that is unbelievable. Unbelievable figures. So, and what happens here? I mean, I've been to these um, buffets, and how much food is actually left over on the buffet that uh, you wonder what uh, what happens to. So all these kind of things, this is all... This I, is I, all I can, tell you, what, this I can is tell you what happens at Zaid University when we have buffets. Because I've seen it, because I usually end up at the buffets with the guys at the end, right. when I'm walking down the hall and someone's had a buffet. Yeah. All of the working staff are said, enjoy, eat, have as much as you want. Again. So I'm lined up with the guys, because I've just happened upon this buffet where they're giving it away. And so I'm lined up with the cleaning staff who are looking at me and saying, well, you can go buy it. I'm saying, I'm just going to have a piece of bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to go back to uh, uh, just uh, another caveat to add to the work that the government's doing. Sure. And one of the one of the things that... You know, people always ask, you know, what do you love about the United Arab Emirates? And one of the things I love about the United Arab Emirates is the swiftness of government. And, you know, I come from Canada. Yeah. Do you know how long it takes to get something through Parliament after you do so many readings and this and that, and then someone's got some objection because of some, you know, it's going to affect their writing in, a, in, a, in some way, and, you know, whether that's founded or unfounded, and then it stays on the bill, and then Parliament closes and it dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Industries being spoken to. There's a clear need for for legislation to come into place. The government listens, and in a very expedient manner, because it's good for the country and good for the people, they put something in place. But what I what I love even more about this, and that my background is public policy, public admin, so studying okay. how government right. works, yeah. is when a mistake's being made, they also fix it. Yeah. So yeah. it's not yeah. like you've got bad legislation that continues to live on as bad legislation. We've got legislation that might have might for whatever reason we might call bad because it doesn't work, and it gets revised and gets fixed again in a very expedient manner. It is. You're right. You know, Not as fast as we'd like in any context, but here it's much faster than it's going to happen anywhere else. I'm, I'm sure, and I'm sure in any country, um, Switzerland aside, you know, um, where things do happen 
in a very different way, and yeah. I just love the the, the way that so the cantons work in, in Switzerland. I think it's fantastic. It's I'm joined thing. in the studio by Stuart <laughs> Fleming and Zanitsa of EnviroServe. They're looking at the screensaver of my computer that's coming up with words. That I was wondering what was distracting them. Uh, that could also be what's distracting the Symbology. Passion. Yes. <laughs> there we go. You, you wanted to talk about uh, yet another area that EnviroServe is going into. And this is this is the first time it's being announced in the UAE on radio. It is. Absolutely. So this is, a, this is a first on Dubai Eye. Woo! Fantastic. Drum, <laughs> yeah, drum exactly. Roll, yeah, hold hey. <laughs> there we go. First time on Dubai Eye, we're making an announcement that has not been heard anywhere else on the airwaves in the UAE. Tell us what this is about. This is great. Um, James, what we're doing is, is we've come to realize that we're a company that saves you money saves other companies money. The refrigerant gas uh, product saves money. Hmm. We, we're not, we can wrap it in a, green, in, a green, uh, in a green blanket, but at the end of the day, what matters is, is dollars and cents. The electronic waste and the mobile phone service saves uh, an amount of tonnage of space and storage and in warehouses. Um, we've removed and, and catered, uh, catered for open spaces, and even one company has, has managed to close a whole warehouse and save the, the rental on that. Really? Yeah. Because, because they just the, don't have... Because of the, 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 the scrap that we've, uh, we've, we've managed through from them. And um, so we're, we're all into saving money. That's mm-hmm. our new sort of uh, our brand for, 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 for here on, onwards. And what we're launching now is uh, environmental audits. Okay. Uh, EnviroServe is doing enviro, enviro audits. We've are these not being done by other anyone else at this point? There are. There's, uh, there's one or two companies that are doing it, but not at the depth and the breadth that we're, we're going to do it. Um, the, the key to this is um, a company called uh, Village Green that we've okay. uh, tied up an MOU with, an Australian company. Um, if you just Google Village Green Microsoft, they'll come up with about 20 pages. Top 20 pages of Google will come out with, uh, with this. Now, what it's all about is saving people money. Now, companies here that do these kind of audits, they look at two different things. They look at energy and they look at water. Hmm. We're looking at four. We're looking at energy, water, waste, and transport. Okay, so, so you're going to do, an, you're gonna do so these, we're gonna come into these audits. into 103.8. Yeah. Okay, we're going to come in here and we're going to say... Right, we're going to look at all the energy that's used, how much, how much heat is generated and, and what energy is used through all this product and service here. We're going to use how much water you use in the different facilities, and that's what everybody thinks the green audit's all about. They think, one, it's hellishly expensive. Number two, the other issue with it is, what am I going to get out of it? Mm. And number three, what's my return on my investment? Now, we've cut those three completely down into something that is totally manageable, totally inexpensive and gives you a figure at the end of the day not just for energy and water but for transport so you've got Joe Bloggs comes to to work in his in his uh, Toyota we've got this we've got that we've got you know big V8s and these are all figures that we can basically deploy and we'll be able to do this whole building in a day done finished You'll have your audit, a 40-page audit out, and it'll show at the bottom right-hand corner the tens of thousands of dirhams that you can save from just being a little bit smarter from what are called light, medium, and dark green um, uh, uh, solutions. So light green are very easy. Does that next change this, do that. Medium green well, uh, is, is simple as well. And the dark green would be, okay, we've got to kind of move that wall a little bit or no, put you a window in or something like that. Are you going to help these organizations yeah. to figure out how to make this actually happen? Correct. And then we've, uh, we've got a process where we, can, we actually have a budget which we'll throw in saying, yeah, you know, if, uh, if these things are do, he has some money towards it that, uh, that will basically um, make those changes. 
help them reduce their funding. Who, who wouldn't want to get involved in that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. As, as you said, everyone wants to save money. Yeah, but it's not just electricity and water. Yeah. It's also, it's amazing how much money can be saved on the waste that is produced mm. and you throw it and the transport costs. Huge. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so this is the first time we've heard about this right here on Nightline Dubai. Dubai yeah. When, when yeah. will you start rolling out the service actually start doing this we have we've done uh, we've done a quite a few so far we have okay. already done now we're basically launching the division the whole mm. division by it um, we're very proud to have done Lloyds Bank okay. it was a very successful program but what was their response to that just in general what, what, were they shocked were they surprised by the savings that they could incur a couple of them they kind of thought well, well you know we should have realised that come the they were they were there. Yeah. They were just available and, and could have been done quite quickly, but just had to be kind of pointed out. Mm. And a lot of them were, wow, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I think we can we can take that up. So the savings for somebody like a bank like that um, yeah. was uh, was major, fairly major. And this is this something now when we again we go back to the state and the government and you know their their goal obviously is to make business you know as convenient and easy as possible well you mentioned that i mean the ministry of environment and water we're actually doing an audit you're doing an audit on them we're actually doing it they're, they're wanting an audit they're wanting an audit which is great yeah you know so that's the kind of revolution that's kind of changed the spin hmm. that uh, that is happening and we wouldn't have had that five years ago no i mean i that that, is, I, yeah. I, that leaves me with nothing to say that the yeah. government because they need to save money as well they need to streamline and they need to in a sense walk the talk correct and if you walk into that building into that, those offices and it's just an you can't point a finger anyway and no. go hang on a second this yeah. isn't enviro friendly yeah. you've got a winner you've got a winner so pretty big news I, I like this I like the idea and yeah. Uh, yeah. Steve Smith who is uh, who? Who runs the show here? Uh, maybe we can get him to uh, have have one of these audits because, boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot of electricity going on in here, and and other things, and transport, and waste, in, in so many different ways. It would be interesting to have that audit to see, you know, ultimately what can we do a little bit differently that that helps to strengthen the bottom line. Imagine if if your if your electricity bill is say a million a million a year. Imagine saving thirty percent on that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I mean right. that would that would be Go back a big difference to your yeah. bottom line. You know what that would mean? That would mean uh, raises for all the the presenters and producers, starting on nightline. What raising raising chairs? <laughs> raising raising chairs. I got the chair. It's already raising. Yeah, uh, I. How how do people get in touch with you, you guys? If, I mean, if, if they're listening to this and they've heard about these audits that that truly help to quantify how you could save not just with electricity and water, but with waste and with the transport, that is a big aspect of everyone, everyone's. Well, business. what we do is we you know contact through the website and we'll give you the numbers just now. But it's very simple. We send you a, an assessment to begin with. If you, yeah. James, if you were to reply to me saying, listen. In our company here, yeah, we don't drink any water. We all ride bikes to work. Yeah. We don't Lloyd use and Lumber do. I know Lloyd and Lumber come in on a tandem bike. Do they? Well, I'm, I, sure. I'm sure of it. Who's in the front? Jason. Well, <laughs> <Brightening. laughs> um, we don't use air conditioning, you know, no. and uh, we wouldn't have much of a job there to do, would mm, we? No. But I mean, in the in real case, that's not reality. Yeah. So you know, we do an assessment to begin with, and that kind of advises what the pricing will be. Mm. And it's it's not it's not the tens of thousands of of dollars for a corporate mm. to actually go through this at all. You know, we we, you. we did one at home just with basic basic air conditioning costs. We were you know we don't uh, we're pretty frugal with our AC, but we put in ceiling fans, 
and big difference. People's complaints with ceiling fans are always, oh, they're noisy. And it's, we 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 got top of the line ones that were not expensive. You know, um, good hunter fans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the ceiling fan company, ceiling fan up, company, very good. You know, great yeah. guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, they came and installed. And, and whole, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Mr. and Mrs. Rhines. That's right. You know, they're yeah. great, great folks, yeah. Joan and Chris. Yeah. And uh, I, I keep trying to drag them in here to talk yeah. about you know the savings, but yeah. the point is the fans make no noise. Because, you know, just the swoosh, but the motors don't make that ring, ring, ring. And if they do, well, they've got a guarantee for life. Yeah. So the motors get replaced. And That's Hunter's it. been around for hundreds of years now. Correct. So we, we put in the fans, and the AC runs less because the air is circulating. And there are times of the year, where, you know, when, you, when traditionally we would have been using the AC, where we, we get about a, another three weeks before we even turn it on because we've just got great airflow in our Correct. rooms. Yeah, and it, it costs us nothing. And the savings, though, because they just use—I don't know what the wattage is—it's it's next to nothing compared to the air conditioning units. And the savings in our electricity bill has has dived almost twenty percent. Well, there's another product within the within our, our sister company is um, permafrost. Now, this is mm. a product. It's a silicon that you put into the air conditioning unit. Really? And this will save you another ten, twelve percent because it just makes it more efficient. The system run a lot more uh, efficiently by clearing out the tubes where the air conditioning refrigerant runs so it's oh. sort of like your arteries and yeah. your blood we clean the blood permafrost cleans your arteries so if oh. you've got clean arteries and clean blood I need to find out about this yeah. stuff it's great yeah. it really is there, I, I, we didn't get a chance to talk about some of these other there's a whole other side I want to talk about that smoking thing yeah. yeah, we don't. We, well, have, we have like two minutes left, so we can't minutes. do it. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to drive you drive James, back in. It'll be a pleasure to come back. Really and well. and I Absolutely. really appreciate you sharing with us this whole lot. Of, how do we get? How do people get in touch with you? www.enviroserve.ae. www.enviroserve.ae. We'll post it all up on on the blog site. All of the if you go to the web page, all of the contact details are there. It explains things. It's very easy to navigate. And I, I really think there's no reason for anybody not to get one of these audits done because sure. it's, as you said, remind us right. again what, what differentiates it from other audits is that it it includes the four four different divisions of not only energy and water, which everybody thinks, oh, so it's, all we're going to do is change the light bulbs and reduce the amount of water we drink. It's not that at all. It's waste. How much waste costs you? And the second and the last item is transport. How much mm-hmm. transport costs a company? So this is to all CEOs. It's to all NDs. It's to all business owners. We can cut you www.enviroserve.ae go and check it out Stuart Zonisa thank you very much for joining us thank you well there we go that was 2010 a conversation with Stuart Fleming from www.enviroserve.org talking about cool stuff that's happening in the world of e-waste and e-recycling a visit to the archives a visit to my recordings from my time on Nightline Dubai I 103.8 FM. Nice memory jog, nice memories. And really cool to hear in part two of this three-part series, the thought evolution in e-waste and e-recycling. We got one more part to listen to, part three. You're going to love it. Thank you very much for listening so far. (laughs) Thank you to Arches Audio for the theme music. You want to get in touch with me, James at thejamescast.com. Follow us on all the socials. Share the link. Hey, thank you very much for listening. Talk to you again real soon. So long for now.